Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host, and our goal here is to educate as many people as possible about the afterlife and about heaven. All of us will face the afterlife, and we want you not to fear it. We currently have over 500 videos on our YouTube channel. We cover all aspects of the paranormal, the afterlife, and hopefully heaven. The channel's in my name, Barry Strome. And I'm Connie Strome, your co-host. We try to bring you all the aspects of afterlife so that you understand heaven and all the miracles associated with it. Death is inevitable, but it's nothing to fear. Okay, now we're going to bring in our show today with a bit of a disclaimer. The opinions or statements voiced on our show are the channeled words of the spirits and do not necessarily reflect our opinions, those of the Voice American Network or of our sponsors. Now, today is going to be very, very special. Yes, today we're going to discuss something that's very important these days coexistence between world religions, especially as it pertains to violence between members of the Hindu and Muslim faith and Christians in India. We have a very special guest today. His name is Sanjay Darla. He is a Christian minister from Nalore, India. He's involved in such violence on a daily basis. He sees it all the time. We will also channel the spirit of Mahatma Gandhi and have him answer some questions related to the coexistence between religions as well. Hello, Sanjay, and welcome to our show. Thank you for joining us. Will you take a couple of minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for your wonderful welcome. I am Sanjay Darla from Nellore, India. And uh, I am so happy to be in this show. I've been watching this show ever since uh, I have first seen the show. Uh, I got myself immersed in it. I almost keep uh, watching uh, the show all the day and um, until I sleep in the midnight, I just keep uh, the messages of God through Barry ringing in my ears and in my heart and mind uh, by keeping the earphone, whatever work I'm doing, I just keep watching and listening to wonderful words of God through Barry, Barry and Connie Strong. And uh, God has richly blessed me today to be in this show. And I really thank Jesus for blessing me for this wonderful opportunity. I started uh, ministering to Jesus in 1991. And uh, I tried to be the translator and I have been the translator for all these years for many Canadian, American and German Christian missionaries who tried to evangelize many uh, places of the world uh, in Asia. So I worked in many countries of Asia, especially in Sri Lanka, India and Nepal as a translator for all these missionaries. So I worked for uh, Christian missionaries belonging to several denominations like Church of Christ, also Lutheran, Baptist, Pentecostal. So I got to know all the different doctrines and dogma of uh, different uh, denominations. And after working for many, many years, uh, I got surprised that here in India, the uh, church members of Lutherans are not at all interested 
to mingle up with uh, other de- other Christian denominations like Pentecostal and Baptist. So every uh, Christian uh, feels here in India that his doctrine is the ultimate. And if any other person cannot follow this doctrine, he will be banished to eternal hell. So I thought it was so rude. So I got myself uh, involved in uh, social service ministries uh, with uh, many international organizations like Healing Hands International and uh, One Kingdom. And I worked in uh, several Asian countries, uh, bringing hope uh, in the times of uh, severe natural disasters. So uh, I thank all those wonderful Christian organizations who are so benevolent and used me as a tool of God, lifting up the suffering people in many Asian countries, especially in India, Nepal, and Sri Lanka. And uh, I have been a teacher and preacher of the words of Jesus in TV, radio, and uh, I'm trying my level best to bring out the messages of Jesus through as many media platforms as possible, like uh, WhatsApp, ShapeChart, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. So I'm trying my best to bring out the messages of Jesus in as many media platforms as possible. But after I met Brother Barry through his YouTube channel, I really got hope. So uh, the research I have been doing, what happened to the original teachings of Jesus? So banishing all the other Christian denominations to eternal hell, I thought God can never do that. So when I met Brother Barry Strong and I came to understand clearly what God is thinking, uh, the eternal salvation, what is his plan, uh, what is the life plan for each human being, how it is devised, how it is designed, and how man is misusing his willpower and how he is missing the target in reaching and doing justice to his life plan, all these so many wonderful things. Now I started bringing out the true messages of Jesus to as many people as possible. And I uh, did so many uh, spiritual courses in Hinduism so that I could reach out to Hindu brethren and uh, feel them and make them feel that Jesus does really love them a lot. So I am doing my best to mingle up with uh, Hindu brethren and uh, Muslim brethren so that I might bring that kind of good unity uh, in my country, especially in India. So Brother Barry Strong's messages have been has been, have been so helpful to me uh, in my mission to unite uh, brothers of uh, Muslim uh, religion, Christian religion, and Hindu religion uh, to work for the common good of the entire country. And I'm so blessed to be in this show to share my faith and my ministry with the dear, blessed, divine souls, Barry and Konistra. Hey, Sanjay. One quick question here before we do some of the rest. Why do Hindus hate Christians? Yes, this is a wonderful question the entire world should know. In India, so many Christian missionaries from various denominations, Christian denominations, they have come to India for many, many years. And they they preach and indoctrinated to the Indian Christian brothers and sisters that this is the ultimate doctrine. 
If you believe this, if you follow this, you will go to heaven. If you believe in any other Christian religious doctrine or any other religion, if you uh, mingle with them, if you go to any Hindu temple or if you uh, attend to any uh, marriage of a Hindu or if you uh, attend to some festival of Hindu or if you eat uh, the food they offer to the uh, idols uh, in, their, in their temples, uh, uh, our Christians are, uh, have been taught by uh, foreign missionaries that you will be damned to eternal hell if you do these things. So our Christians here, by believing all these things, so they uh, reach to a certain level where they cannot mingle and love Hindu brethren at all. So uh, when they invite them for some festival, uh, our Christian brothers here in India, many of them, they feel like, oh, if I go to their festival, oh my God, Jesus is going to banish me to eternal hell. Oh God, I'm not going to uh, say hello to them. I'm not going to love them. So uh, our Hindu brothers here, they thought, hey, what these Christians are, this religion is from outside and we loved them. We allowed this religion to flourish. Look what the Christians are doing now. They're hating us. And uh, one more important point is many of the uh, missionaries who came to India, they indoctrinated the preachers here that whatever worship, the kinds of worship Hindus are doing, these missionaries taught our Indian brothers, Christian brothers that because of their worship, their type of worship, uh, they are going to uh, eternal hell. So our Christian brothers, uh, you know, they have these uh, uh, big loudspeakers, uh, every Sunday and uh, some cla uh, some classes in between the week and with a mic and with the loudspeakers many of our Indian Christian brothers they preach uh, loudly that uh, you are worshipping idols you are going to be in the hell forever and ever there will be no relief so repent so these kind of uh, teachings uh, when spoken aloud uh, our Hindu brothers they got hurt so now it came, the hatred reached to that level. Now our Hindu brothers feel that uh, why uh, so hating Christian brothers? Why should they uh, live in India at all? They should be sent to Israel. They should, uh, they should be sent to US or Germany, some Christian country. So uh, many of the Hindus are now to reach to a certain level that, okay, let's do our best and send all the Christians to uh, Christian countries. Because when they live here, they cannot love us. They cannot uh, coexist with us. They hate us and uh, they threaten us that we are going to uh, experience hell forever and ever. This is the reason, brother. Sanjay, how prevalent is the caste system in India today? Yes, wonderful question. Caste system, when you uh, think about some 1950s, it was so intense. But because of uh, a lot of education being developed in India, so people are uh, highly educated now. And uh, because of the internet, with the introduction of internet, the entire world has become a single global village and because of the high education and nowadays uh, in the general public 
there is no uh, respect or importance for uh, caste system in general uh, to meet uh, each other or to invite uh, to festivals there is no uh, there is no barrier because of our caste system uh, we see indians of different castes getting married so happily and living together happily so that's not a problem but when we come to the politics so the caste system is still there so uh, few castes they want to rule the country they want to rule the states and the other caste uh, people belonging to other castes they are not given a chance in the ruling so uh, people are dissatisfied and uh, the caste who are not given a chance in the government uh, they really want to have a chance so that uh, they can do justice uh, to their own people that, that's the situation here now in india uh, sanjay how do the members of the hindu faith react when you convert a member of their faith to christianity so wonderful question and uh, when you see uh, conversions when they happen on their own uh, i have many experiences that a christian brother uh, he tried his best in his religious way and he could not get his uh, disease healed and many people told him that jesus is a wonderful healer so he prayed to jesus and jesus healed him and he decided that i would follow jesus so that type of conversions our hindu brothers they don't bother at all so they believe that jesus is also a wonderful yogi that means highly enlightened person highly spiritual enlightened highly spiritually enlightened person is called a yogi in india so many uh, spiritual hindus they believe that jesus is a great master spiritual master great yogi so when uh, a person follows jesus in this way so they encourage them okay you go on that's wonderful but there are some instances where because of the livelihood problem uh, many indian christian preachers and pastors they uh, go to certain hindu brothers and they bribe them brother you just come and take part in the baptism we just take some photos and send to some christian missionary overseas or they will send some money so i'll get some money and i'll share something with you so uh, it's all a livelihood problem you know you have uh, children i have children let's do this together uh, so come to the baptism so uh, when hindu brothers see all these things uh, they feel very very bad so why you do this uh, conversion just for money just take a job you just uh, do a business you have your own livelihood why you want to convert people for your money so these kind of uh, conversions are uh, being um, uh, uh, protested by our hindu brothers here in india okay sandy one more quick one because we got to take a break in about 2 minutes here um how do the politicians in react in india react to christians but in india actually when we see the real scene uh, there are some festivals where hindu muslims christians jains buddhists they all celebrate together they live in wonderful coexistence but the politicians for the sake of their win in elections they create purposefully 
some misunderstanding between different religious people and uh, they want to make uh, a one sect of people that uh, we are here with you uh, if you vote for us in the election we will support you we will protect you you are in the danger uh, the other religious people they are hating you they may kill you uh, we will protect you so please vote for us so for their own personal benefits and uh, selfish benefits they they are creating some politicians they are creating religious differences and misunderstandings between different religions in india okay sanjay very good we're going to take a short break here uh folks thank you for tuning in stick with us we're going to talk to gandhi in the next section so we'll be back in two minutes connie and barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Okay, everybody, welcome back, and thanks for sticking with us. We have Sanjay Dalla with us, all the way from India, Christian minister, doing wonderful work. So, Connie, you have any more questions for Sanjay? I do. Sanjay, what percentage of the population in India are Christians? Uh, only 2.3% of the entire Indian population are Christians. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> and, and I know when we talk, you speak so much about the violence that takes place over there. Have you been personally affected by the violence? Uh, so when I go to some villages, when I uh, visit uh, people who watch my spiritual messages through YouTube and Instagram, when they invite me to their homes to pray for their sickness and to deliver the word of God. So when the extreme uh, Hindu uh, group people, they come to know that I'm there. So uh, sometimes, you know, uh, they uh, came uh, in, in a way that uh, they are also Christian brothers. They just mingled up in the group. So they started uh, listening to my messages. So uh, to their surprise, uh, what I was teaching was pure divine love and coexistence. 
so uh, after uh, my speech they hugged me and took hands with me and we expected a very different kind of speech that uh, hindus are going to hell uh, they are going to be burnt in eternal hell uh, you got to convert you got to become christian you got to change the way you dress so we expected these kind of teachings and we came just to beat you up but man and you just speak only divine love divine compassion and you you want coexistence man we love you so uh, whatever uh, uh, charity work i do there in the village they bring some food from their homes and uh, they bring some clothes from their homes and they work together with me and we do lot of charity work together so that's my experience brother yes that's wonderful do you think there is any hope for coexistence between hindus and christians in the future i would love to answer this question there will be hope if and only if the various religious christian denominational people they come to a conclusion and clearly understand that letter to letter following will not give them salvation they should have their own spiritual experience that is the only spiritual truth every eye is different every nose is different so every mind can receive the same word written in the bible in a different perspective in a different way so now all the christian i mean most of the christian denominations i with which i have worked in india they feel that only their denominational teaching is the ultimate if it is not followed all the other religious people and all the other christian religious people they are going to burn in eternal hell and eternal fire this misunderstanding needs to be erased and they should clearly understand where the bible have been bible has been edited and who edited and why many uh, uh, many writings in the bible they were edited and uh, we uh, the christian religious people they should understand jesus taught the way but not uh, a strict uh, religion so uh, the people should have some spiritual experiences so that they can uh, personally experience that uh, there was some editing happened in the bible so that uh, you can not say that uh, your perspective is the ultimate and it is the only truth uh, so each person spiritual experience it should give him spiritual understanding when uh, spiritually a person gets an understanding or enlightenment uh, spiritual enlightenment will be the same because one uh, god uh, because uh, paul said a wonderful thing one god ephesians 46 one god in all so one god is in every person so there is only one truth so if spiritually we get some enlightenment then we feel one god and we begin to see god in every christian in every hindu and every muslim in every christian denomination that's why jesus says blessed is the one who sees god so uh, unless this happens unless preachers work for this i think there will not be any hope for future unity between uh, different religions in india Sanjay, you, I mean, there are many, many Christian ministers that preach that every word of the Bible is correct. As you know, since I bring messages of God himself, there are a few things that do differ from the Bible. Yes. Do you point out any of the differences 
And uh, if so, what, what all do you point out? So how I uh, teach uh, to uh, various uh, staunch aristocratic uh, Christian religious preachers who are here in India, if you want to uh, uh, see that if I say, uh, if you uh, put the light on, there will be a torch. If you say, I, I, I don't believe this is a torch, you will not see the light. You take the torchlight, you press the button on, then you see the light. In the same way, I, I always, uh, uh, I mean, I, I always tell them to uh, try meditation, because in my meditation and in my dreams, I saw my previous life. So uh, the previous life is there, uh, written by uh, uh, the uh, the Bible, uh, shows us the reincarnation through uh, John the Baptist. Jesus himself clearly says about the reincarnation. But our uh, religious preachers here, they try their best to use one verse in uh, from Hebrews, uh, Hebrews Epsil, and they want to prove that there is only death for one time and there will be only judgment for uh, one time. So they don't want to see the truths. They don't want to test the truths. They don't want to really meditate they don't want to really pray to God and uh, uh, ask God uh, to see if there is reincarnation. If they pray to God, God will show them in the dreams, their previous lives. That's, that's how I try to. There are many ways uh, I try to uh, bring uh, light and truth into the lives of many preachers here. So I'm trying my best. I face a lot of opposition. I face a lot of hatred. I face a lot of disfellowship. So when I speak about uh, reincarnation, many Christian preachers and churches, they have already, they have disfellowshipped me. They, I'm not allowed to uh, mingle with them. I'm not allowed for their meetings. I'm not allowed to speak in their uh, uh, meetings. Uh, in spite of all this, I, I just love to live for Christ and his truth. So I believe that there are editings in the Holy Bible and uh, uh, some of the essence of Jesus' teachings is still alive. So that part of the teaching we can take, but we don't have to do anything with the other edited teachings in the Bible. Unless we do that, there is no hope for coexistence. So everybody uh, gets the, uh, their egos inflated, feeling that their doctrine is ultimate. So every person is feeling his doctrine is uh, ultimate. So every ego is inflated. When ego is inflated, there is no possibility for coexistence. Okay. Uh Will you describe the educational system of India and what changes do you think should be made to encourage more love and coexistence? So in India, uh, uh, as far as uh, I have seen in my studies and my children's studies, uh, there is only focus for making children uh, engineers or doctors or big mathematicians, something like that. So a lot of uh, stuff of math, science is there. But when a child is continuously bombarded with only physical and material subjects, his soul cannot be enlightened. So before 14 years, the uh, internal environment is very apt for uh, receiving any information and storing the information and developing the information. In India, as far as I have seen in my education and in my children's education, the focus has always been 
on maths and science, predominantly maths and science, to some extent social sciences. So, uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful line told by Solomon that a child, a, a boy in his boyhood, he should remember the Creator. That's wonderful. That's wonderful truth. So, before 14 years in the schools, the government should try to appoint spiritual teachers who have who have spiritual experiences and who got spiritually enlightened, so that they can give some practices to the children. So so that they can give they can give equal importance to both physical survival as well as spiritual enlightenment and uh, empowerment. So unless that is done in India, so uh, people may grow up, they may become engineers, doctors. By the time their ego has has occupied them, and they have already lost the capacity to listen to spiritual words, uh, to try spiritual practices, and get spiritual enlightenment. So without spiritual enlightenment, so the one life will be wasted. So he'll God has to send him again uh, to this earth for getting spiritual enlightenment. So uh, I, I through this show I request not only in India but also in all other countries. Government should take steps to impart spiritual enlightenment and spiritual experiences through spiritually enlightened masters. Okay, <clears throat> we're going to, uh, you know, as I promised, we were going to bring in Mahatma Gandhi to speak with us a bit. Uh, Gandhi was an Indian attorney, anti-colonial nationalist, went through nonviolent resistance that led to the the successful campaign for Indian independence. We've had him on our show many times before. He is a wonderful, wonderful spirit. So I'm going to bring him in now and I'm going to channel a bit with him. And then uh, after we say hello to Mr. Gandhi, then Sanjay, I'm going to let you ask him the first question. So Gandhi, would you like to have a message for us? Yes, I would like to thank you so much. I would like to thank you for allowing me to come through once more. As you know, I try to bring peace to the world and coexistence. I believed that nonviolence was the only way. Today you're seeing many people that believe that violence is the only way, but I would assure them that that is not true. I have been watching the work of Sanjay. He is a wonderful person, a great minister. He is trying to do his best. I would hope that all of you out there would attempt to do your best as well. We are all one. When you arrive over here, you will truly understand that fact. So thank you for allowing me, and I understand that Sanjay has a question for me. As you watch from the other side, what is your opinion of the reasons Hindus hate Christians? I think that you did a superb job of summing it up. Many people are very inflexible in their beliefs. They do not understand that each religion is but 
a single pathway to heaven. There are many, many pathways to heaven. If those that believe the Hindu faith is the only path would open their hearts and understand, the fact is one does not need a religion. We all go to heaven. There is no exception. You will go to heaven, but how you live your life is the great determining factor when you arrive here. If everyone understood that the only thing that matters is living a good life, then all would be well. Everyone must open their hearts. That is the first step. And they must understand that any violence in the name of religion is absolutely not what God wants. Gandhi, do you have any suggestions for the future coexistence of Hindus and Christians? The introduction of facts, the introduction of God's true words, the true understanding that we are all one. There is no difference. Anyone that creates violence in the name of their religion must understand that they will be judged negatively for that when they arrive back in heaven. It is very simple. It is simply common sense. Look at everyone as your brother or sister. Let them know that only through coexistence will humans continue to properly evolve. Sanjay, have another question? Yes. Dear Gandhi, what are your suggestions for the future coexistence of Muslims and Hindus? I would hope that there are more people like you. There should be Hindus that preach oneness. There must be Christians. There must be Muslims. Everyone must teach the fact that we are all brothers and sisters. Everyone must understand that simple fact. If you understand that fact, then life will become much better. If everyone simply pursues a good life, I know that in the Christian faith, the golden rule, or doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, is a key foundation. All religions must understand that it is only through that way of living that true coexistence can come about. I think that 
people like Sanjay are making a large difference. As we watch from over here, we understand that there is truly hope. One must never give up that type of hope. Okay, everybody, it's uh, time to take another short break. When we come back, we'll have more of Mahatma Gandhi and Sanjay Darla. So thank you once again. Stick with us. We will be back in two minutes. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody, welcome back, and thank you for sticking with us. We have a great show today. We have Sanjay Darla from India, and we are channeling with Mahatma Gandhi, and he's in heaven. <laughs> so, Sanjay, you have another question for Mr. Gandhi. Yes, it's my pleasure. Dear Holy Soul, Holy Spirit Gandhi, do you have any suggestions concerning the caste system in India, and how would you recommend having any change? That, Sanjay, is an incredibly difficult question. The caste system in many is just so ingrained that it's difficult. The best that can be done is people like yourself that speak the fact that all people are one, that all people are of God, are God's creation, and that there is simply no difference. The caste system is a terrible thing. There are people with amazing abilities that are trapped by the system. The simple fact that you keep preaching a oneness among all, that fact will take time, but it will be, it will be understood. 
Sanjay, you got another question? Uh, what is your opinion on uh, interracial and uh, intercaste marriages? Sanjay, as I said, we are all one. There should be no difference. No one should ever look upon another for not allowing them to marry the person that they feel will bring them true happiness. God wants everyone to be happy. Happiness, happiness goes with his love. If you love God and there is a person that you wish to spend your life with, then no one should interfere with that. There are Muslims that believe that every word in the Quran is correct. How can they ever co coexist with Christians that believe every word in the Bible is correct? That is another very difficult question. I see you guys have been working overtime here. <laughs> <laughs> Muslims are an incredible faith. Muslims understand that it is only through their God, through their Allah, that they can find salvation and go to paradise. There are those that you will not be able to convince. There are those that will choose to misinterpret the words of the prophet. The prophet was sent back to bring love. The prophet faced very difficult times. The prophet needs or needed at times to be very forceful to protect his people. Individuals need to understand that as we go through time, things change. Modernization and education are extremely important. The only way that long-term understandings can take place is through the understanding that there is a single God, however you wish to approach his name. Allah, God, Jesus, they are all names of a single ultimate energy. That energy watches over all religions. All religions are equal. If you take time to understand that God is but a single being. That is very difficult. That is, in many instances, impossible for a person to understand that has been indoctrinated totally throughout their lives. But it is an understanding that is absolutely critical. Speak simply of everyone getting along, of understanding the problems of others. 
each human has the same needs. They want to find happiness. They want to understand the afterlife. And they want to do what is necessary to raise their families. That is a great equality. Equality such as that can bring religions together. You were raised in the Hindu traditions. How would you describe your spirituality and religious beliefs as you lived your life here on earth? I had a very close relationship with God. I would receive messages and I would look at things differently. In the beginning, I felt that the Hindu faith was the faith. I still love the faith as I watch from over here, but I do see radicals that are misinterpreting aspects of it as there are radicals in all religions. There are radical Christians. There are radical Hindu. And there are radical Muslim. The simple path is the best. I lived at a time that the British were taking advantage of India. I felt that I needed to actively work in order to make the people of India independent. It took many, many years and it took much work, but we succeeded in finding independence. But we did it through nonviolence. The concept of nonviolence should be the keystone to all spirituality and religious beliefs. Sanjay, you have another one? Yes. Dear and uh, beloved father of our nation, India, dear Gandhiji, there are many politicians that use religious differences to gain wealth and power. Please, what would you say to those individuals? All who use political power to gain wealth, to enlarge their egos, they will all face, face judgment upon return. How they live their lives will reflect how they are assigned in the realms of heaven. These people are creating a terrible karma for themselves. In their future lives, they are going to have to pay for that karma. There will be a time that they will totally realize what they've done. And that time will be their day of passing if they do not realize before that. They are doing great harm 
the politicians must learn to do what is best for the people. To split people, to create violent situations, that is a terrible karma that will have to be adjusted when they return. Many Christian preachers teach that an individual that does not wash their sins in the blood of Jesus will burn in an eternal fire. Now that you're on the other side, what would you say to those preachers? I would say that they are creating diversion. I would say that they're creating great harm. Those concepts are the concepts created by the church. Sadly, there are members of all religions that try to obtain power. Religions try to gain great wealth. And sadly, many people or many religions want their members to rely totally upon their sacraments as the only way to heaven. I can assure you that they're that they can obtain higher levels in heaven simply by living a good life and following the simple commands that God would speak. Preachers that try to create fear are doing a terrible disservice. Individuals like that are part of the reason why certain folks draw away from God. As we've heard, Sandra, you got any more questions? Yes, yes. In the Hindu faith, the cow is sacred and never to be eaten by members of the faith. Christians and other faiths dine on beef, creating anger among Hindus. What would you tell members of the Hindu faith concerning this issue? I would tell them that all creatures are holy in the eyes of God. But I would also tell them that God created animals for the food supply necessary for humans to exist. There were times in the past that if early ancient humans were not allowed to dine upon animal forms, they simply could not have existed. Individuals, for instance, that live in very cold environments do not have access to vegetables. So there are, there are situations where God created animals so that humans could exist. If an individual believes that dining on the flesh of an animal is not the path that they want to take, then that is fine for their belief. But they must understand that different situations mandate different beliefs. And They should bear no animosities when 
different faiths follow different beliefs. How does God view homosexuality and same-sex marriage? All individuals are equal in, in the eyes of God. Many make choices that, shall we say, alienate others. There are individuals that must learn life lessons. God does not hold different lifestyles against an individual as long as they are living good lives and they are helping others. If those lifestyles are used as a means of violence, then that will be a karma that those individuals must bear. Okay, we're reaching the end of our show here. Sanjay, would you please take a couple moments and tell individuals how they can t- contact you? Uh, and yes. <laughs> anything else you'd like to speak of? It's a wonderful opportunity given by God for me today to take part in this wonderful show. Uh, Gary, I mean, uh, Barry and Connie Strom, they have been doing a wonderful job in bringing the real truths that are uh, highly essential to uh, solve many, many difficulties and uh, problems in the current day society. And I really appreciate them. And I pray that God will give many more wonderful messages through both of them. And uh, I request all the viewers to support my ministry. I'm a full-time minister. My name is Sanjay Darla. I've been ministering for Jesus since uh, 1991. Uh, I have charity programs for uh, old-age people, beggars, and uh, pregnant poor women, financially poor pregnant women. And uh, I have a special ministry for uh, people who suffer uh, because of uh, extreme natural disasters like floods. As, uh, in, uh, in, uh, as I live in coastal part of uh, India, we have uh, every time we have a lot of floods and people suffer a lot. Uh, since 1991, I have been doing uh, consistently, uh, consistently ministry for all those people who suffer from floods every year. And uh, if you want to support my ministry, you can uh, financially aid me uh, by contacting me through WhatsApp Messenger, Facebook Messenger, and Instagram Messenger. So I have a trust through which you can do wonderful dates. I have an uh, everyday uh, charity work going on here in India and Nepal and Sri Lanka. So uh, I'm uh, being invited from other Asian countries also. So if you can uh, take uh, some of your earning for this uh, uh, work of God, Definitely, I believe that God will bless you. My Facebook ID is www.facebook.com slash sanjay.darla. And uh, my YouTube uh, ID is Sanjay Darla Messages of God's One Kingdom. And uh, I have uh, one more uh, request for you. If you want to contact me through Instagram, you can contact me through my Instagram ID, uh, sanjay.darla.nellore. So if you can contact me through any of these messengers, uh, I'll be very happy to be able to contact with you. And my uh, WhatsApp number is 
8099250729 so i am uh, consistently i am consistently uh, preaching the true messages of jesus uh, since 1991 though uh, i have been enriched uh, every day improved through the messages of barry and conistrom uh, i'm trying my best to bring the messages of god through every media platform that is available for me so it it all takes a lot of expense so if you could uh, uh, financially uh, take a, a partnership with me you can bring up the true messages of god so please uh, take your time and think about it pray about my ministry and i hope that uh, many of you will start supporting me i really thank connie and barry strong for allowing me I request uh, i mean welcoming me for this wonderful show i believe that uh, this is where in this show uh, i really uh, found my spiritual happiness uh, talking to a holy soul from seventh dimension you know gandhi ji has been our father of uh, gandhi ji is the father of our nation so i read about him uh, since my childhood and uh, i i follow many of his principles and he talked with me through Connie and Barry Strong what a blessing thank you Barry and Connie Strong i will be grateful forever thank you sanjay hey sanjay thank you so much i've been following his work for quite a few years now and he's a wonderful individual you will find very few people that are as dedicated to uh, leading people to god as sanjay so sanjay thank you so much appreciate having you Thank you too. Okay. Next week we're going to interview the spirits of the actors of the old west, Gene Autry, Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. It's going to be interesting to see what they think of modern country music. At the present time I've got 9 books on Amazon. My latest book, Messages of Muhammad for a Modern World, consists of messages of the prophet that we've channeled in numerous sessions. Books available on Amazon, it's in soft cover. It's an ebook. It's in both English and Spanish editions. Signed copies are available on my website, barrystrom.com. I'm currently in the process of preparing my 10th book for publication. It's based on the challenges we've done with Archangels. And I think you're going to find it very, very interesting. And I would like to thank you all for joining us on the Voice America Variety Network. Uh, please give us a thumbs up and tell your friends about our show. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, uh, as Barry said, we have 500 videos now. Uh, just go onto the YouTube channel in the name of Barry Strom. And I would like to give a special thanks to Mahatma Gandhi. Mm -hmm. His spirit is a wonderful spirit. Thank you for coming through. We always appreciate speaking with him. And I would like to thank him for not making me speak today with an accent. <laughs> so thank you very much. Please join us each Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Network. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time.